Hey, what's going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the two-game NBA Sunday playoff slate. If you guys are new, welcome. I cover uh, content for DraftKings, NBA Top Shot, Prize Picks, and for SuperDraft. Uh, the sponsor of today's video, guys, is SuperDraft. Here, I can get out of the way. I think you guys can see that. Yeah, see the see the logo there. But um, you can use the code DKDFS for a $50 match on a $50 deposit. Make sure to check them out. You can win up to 20 extra money playing player props uh, stuff. And they do have multiplier contest as well. So I have a video, uh, you know, kind of a Superdraft 101 video, Superdraft Explained video I made last night. Make sure to check that out, guys. And again, if you're a new user, take advantage of that code. That's $53. Um, and Patreon um, for premium content. We have been on fire for the playoffs. And you betcha. Kept it going again tonight. Um, so NBA, USFL, and eSports are all the stuff I covered there for uh, Patreon.com. You can check that out linked down below. But all right, let's go over my lineup here from tonight. So as I said, just continuing to cash in GPPs every single night. So here was I was at a really tough spot because... So what I told everyone was like, all right, I have I had Connaughton, Drew Holiday, and Horford's core place. And I was like, okay. I'm going to see how the early game goes. I'm going to pivot to low row guys if these guys don't do well. And if they do well, I'm probably just going to stick with what I have. Well, the trouble I ran into here was I did not have massive chalk Giannis. Giannis is like 55 to 60%. And Giannis went for almost 80. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Because the three guys I played all smash, Connaughton at low ownership, Holiday at low ownership, um, Horford was, was, was chalky. But I'm thinking like, Okay, like I really don't know what, what to do here. Um, so here is originally I pivoted to Clay Thompson. Uh, I moved some stuff around, got Clay Thompson in there because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to go to the lower on option. I think I'm in trouble without Giannis. But then we got the Kaminga news uh, that he was starting. So basically, I pivoted back um, because I was like, I can't get away from from Jonathan Kaminga. And then well, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, if you saw my Twitter here, I'll, I'll bring it up. I called it um, before uh, before it even happened because I, I know Steve Kerr too well, right? I'm, I'm too much of a nerd. I've been I've been playing NBA DFS for too long. But um, yeah, before it happened, I said incoming Otto Porter will start ahead of Jonathan Kaminga notification, and then uh, sure enough, you got that uh, notification, um, and uh, Otto Porter started ahead of him. Now. I just knew it because Kaminga, he looked pretty good at the first couple of minutes, but then he had a couple bad turnovers kind of out of control. And I'm just like, oh no. And then Otto Porter played well. And I'm like, yep, this is definitely coming where Kaminga is just not going to play the rest of the game. Honestly, kind of a bit lucky here. Uh, he smashed in the blowout. So got a little bit, little bit lucky there. However, got a little bit unlucky with low-owned Andrew Wiggins, who's breaking the slate. He picks up five fouls. For some reason, Steve Kerr takes him out. I'm like, just leave him in the game. He takes him out with like seven minutes to go. Um, and never comes back, obviously. So I was, ugh, that tilted me. So got a little bit unlucky there with Wiggins' foul trouble at low ownership, but uh, did get very lucky with Kaminga coming in and smashing garbage time. So I'll take it. And then, yeah, Steph, Otto, and Ja rounded out my lineup. Again, I was really torn at what to do. Um, I originally was going back to, to Thompson, uh, who had a decent game as well, but then pivoted back just because I was like, I can't pass off John. Uh, I can't pass up uh, Kamingo, so I'm gonna roll the dice there. So, ended up being a, another great night. If the game didn't blow out too, it probably would have been a bit of a, a better night as well. Um, but no complaints at all. Let's just please, 
please, please pray that John Moran is okay. Please. Like, just, we need him healthy. Take my knee, Ja. Just really need him healthy, please. But um, other than that, yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. Let's see if we can keep it going. I think that's like six or seven straight days of cashing in tournaments. Um, almost up to like 90% in, in cashing in tournaments so far in the playoffs. It's been a phenomenal run. So hoping to keep it going once again. And at Patreon, uh, more big winners. Uh, Joel taking down the showdown slate. You'll love to see it. Um, Josie with a big night. Again, he's been on fire. And then uh, Tori with another big night as well, winning four, five, a 5x night, basically. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for the look back, guys. So, um, like I said, let's keep this hot streak going. Also went two for two in prize picks. Uh, hit both of Horford and Drew Holiday pair. I also hit my USFL pick again in CJ Marable under. Have not missed yet on USFL prize picks. Um, so make sure to follow my Twitter. That's when I'll be giving those out because we get like 3 a.m. Uh, injury reports, and that's when you can take advantage of actives and inactives. So make sure to follow me over there. But all right, enough of that, guys. Let's talk about this two-game slate. We'll start it off with um, the Phoenix side. So we have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, 8-4 and 8-1. Uh, both had really, really bad games last game. I would be shocked if we get similar games from both. So I think both bounce back here. You should get around 40 minutes from Devin Booker. I think he makes for, for a good option. He feels too cheap. And, and Chris Paul at 8.1K also feels a bit underpriced. He had seven turnovers, which is very, very uncharacteristic for Chris Paul. So I think both the, the, the guards back, both the guards bounce back here with Booker and with Paul. And DeAndre Aiden feels a little bit underpriced as well. Um, foul trouble here. I'll play 33 minutes. I think we're going to, on average, get around 35 minutes from him. Should be able to dominate the glass against Dallas. No one can stick with him. So I think he makes a pretty safe option, assuming no foul trouble. And then the two wings and Bridges and Crowder are also pretty safe plays. I've been all over Crowder um, recently. Um, he's been on fire. Bridges, it, we kind of know we're getting out of Mikel Bridges, like 40 minutes and like 25 to 30 fancy points. So he's fine. Crowder's been playing out of his mind. He's been shooting very well. Um, you know, I think last game, a bit of an outlier. I don't think we can get 40 again from Jay Crowder, but I think on average we're getting about 30 minutes from Crowder and probably, you know, 25 to 30-ish fancy points, which makes him firmly, firmly in play there in the mid-range. Now, Cam Johnson is only 4.2K. Um, did only play 16 minutes last game. I think partly due to Jay Crowder just playing so well. Um, I think on average we are going to get over 20 minutes from Cam Johnson. I think this will keep his ownership low. So foul trouble here, and is Jay Crowder playing out of his mind here? Um, I don't hate going to, to a low-owned Cam Johnson. Um, there's not a lot of great value on the slate. I think Cam Johnson is playable. And then McGee. I mean, I've been all over him basically this entire series. I'm perfectly fine playing him again. There's just lack of value. We know we're getting out of JaVale McGee, right? He's playing, you know, probably 12 to 14 minutes. He's going to be very productive when he's on the court. I have no issue going right back to McGee. Uh, Payne um, had a bad game last game in 14 minutes, shot 0 of 4. He is only 3.3K, though, and he will be in the rotation. So I don't hate him as a contrarian play. Ownership should be pretty low. Uh, he was massive, massive chalk two games ago. Again, nothing has changed really with campaign. Um, I would be willing to buy in at low ownership here uh, when the field uh, is not. And then you'll see a little bit of rotation minutes for Landry Shamit, but I would rather take a shot on either Payne or McGee before I get a Shamit. All right, on the Dallas side, so do we really have to talk about Luka? It's Luka Doncic, right? He got oh, – that was a – Bad foul, fifth foul that he lost a good chunk of minutes there last game. He's going to play over 40 minutes. Um, I think he looks phenomenal. So, there. Jalen Brunson. I was all over him as well last slate uh, because, again, back-to-back -back games of foul trouble. We knew the ownership was going to be low. Field overreacting to those two games. 
And of course, Brunson came in at like 25, 30%, uh, got his normal minutes and smashed. So at 6.6K, I think he makes her a pretty safe play. I don't think we get 42 again from Brunson, but he's going to be the number two often, the number two option in offense. He's a guy that can get some rebounds and assist. So at 6-6, I think he looks like a decent option. We know we're getting out of Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock, right? As long as there's no foul trouble, we're getting over 40 minutes from both, probably around 25 fantasy points from both on average, right? You had this game, Dorian Finney-Smith got in foul trouble. Every other game, he's been like, you know, around 25 or so. He had that one uh, big game. And then Reggie Bullock, again, got in foul trouble here. Every other game, he's been at like 25. So I don't think we had to spend a ton of time here. You you know where you're getting out of the two wings in, in Finney-Smith and in Bullock. Didn't win any more of the contrarian play at 5-1. Off the bench, minutes somewhere around 25 to 30. If he plays well, could have extended a bit. Uh, but he's a little bit of a riskier uh, play because the minutes not as secure for Dinwiddie. And he's definitely taking a backseat with uh, Luka and, and Brunson, uh, you know, kind of dominating the usage there. Now, Max Kleba is 4.9. Um, played 33 minutes last game. That was really good to see. Now, I don't know if we get 33 again, but... Dwight Powell has really struggled in this series. So I I don't see a reason why Dallas will continue to go with Kleba unless he gets in foul trouble or just can't hit any threes. So at 4-9, it's a little bit pricey. But if we're going to get 25 to 30 minutes on Kleba, I think it makes him viable. Dwight Powell, I mean, it's really hard to go there. The ownership's going to be low, but he has not looked good. Um, Right now, nothing more than contrarian option. I would rather play McGee at, at a similar price. That's probably it. I mean, Burke Hands, once again, probably sees five to 10 minutes unless there's some foul trouble uh, for Dallas. You did see a little bit of run for Frank Nilakina on the defensive end, um, played 12 minutes, but he's not going to do anything offensively. So I just don't think it's worth it to go to either of those guys. And then the late game here, can Miami just quit it? Just knock it off, right? I've been saying this, just stop it. Stop listing everyone as questionable. All right, just stop it. But yeah, so Miami, Jimmy Butler, I think will be relatively popular after he was low on last slate. Once again, um, you'll probably get some overreactions, but I still think he's a pretty good play, 8.9. Should play close to 40 minutes. He's the guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. With Lowry back, you know, probably not as much ball handling. You saw the assists go down to only two assists, but um, he's probably the guy, uh, your safest um, safest play in Miami, I'll say. Um, just because Jimmy's been very, very consistent. Uh, Bam and Abayo, again, I don't like targeting centers against Joel Embiid. Um, and we saw Bam really struggle there against Embiid, only going for 16 fancy points. So I think it's more of a contrarian play. I would rather go to Aiton. I'm just, I'm more confident in Aiton against Dallas than I am uh, for Bam against Embiid. So you will get Bam at low ownership. That's the positive. But I still don't know if the low ownership is enticing enough for me to go there on the small slate. And all these other guys are playing, right? They're all playing. The only guy I think you can consider as questionable is Lowry, but he played last game, even though he really didn't look like himself. But with everyone playing here, um, I mean, so Hero's kind of just there. I think we're going to get around 30 minutes from him. He's kind of just fine. Lowry didn't really look like himself. Shot 0-4, um, only played 25 minutes. I mean, he'll be low-owned, but Hammy is a little bit worrisome. Max Struess of 4-6. I have a little bit of interest in him. Played 27 minutes. I think on average, we're going to get about 25 minutes from him. If he can knock down his threes, he does have a ceiling. So I still think he is playable. Whereas, you know, guys like Oladipo and Vincent are a little bit harder to get to. Oladipo at 4-3. Nothing more than contrarian play. I think we're going to get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes from him. But he is the price to come down a bit on him. 
Tucker, uh, I think, is a safe option. We, we know we're getting out of P.J. Tucker most likely of probably around 30 minutes. He's a decent rebounder, can knock down a corner three or two, can get some blocks or steals. Most likely going to get you somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 fancy points. I know we had that bad game uh, two games ago, but if you just look at, you know, recent games, let's just go back like the last like 10 games, 18, 15, 19, 20, 25, 15, 26, 29, 15, 20, 19. So most likely he's going to be somewhere in that range. Um, Vincent at 3.8, I just don't think I can go there with, with Lowry back. Um, even though his price came down, I uh, don't think I can go there. Martin was basically a DNP um, until garbage time last game, so cannot go there. And I'll mention Dwayne Denman again. I w- because, okay. On average, we're probably getting around 10 minutes from Dwayne Denman in the spot. But Denman's not a bad point per minute guy. And like I said, what happens if Bam gets in foul trouble? Miami's not going to go small. So... I think I think Dedman's playable. Now, I would rather go to a guy like McGee at a similar price, but I think you can consider Dedman too. He's going to be in the rotation. Um, he'll probably play around 10 minutes. He's about a fantasy point per minute guy. And if for some reason Bam gets in foul trouble, uh, he's going to get extended. So I think Dedman is still playable. He's been very low on back-to-back slates. But that's it for Miami. So let's finish up with Philadelphia. So... Joel Embiid, I like, is a contrarian play. We knew that Doc Rivers' quote of, oh, we're going to limit Joel Embiid's minutes. I saw right through that. I was like, literally, whatever Doc Rivers says goes in one ear out. I just don't even factor it in. He's a flat-out liar, an awful coach. He's lied all year. Um, I've got burned, you know, believing Doc Rivers multiple times, whether it be in the preseason or in the regular season this year. So I literally just, he's a liar. I don't factor anything what Doc Rivers says doesn't affect me at all. So Joel Embiid's going to play normal minutes. Again, it's a must-win game. If Philadelphia loses this game, they're done. So um, he's going to play probably close to 40 minutes. Um, he had a subpar game last game, but I think the ownership will be low and his price is sub-10K. So I don't mind going to Embiid there for tournaments. And then Harden, Harris, and Maxi are all kind of just there. 8-5 for Harden. Um, I mean, he's going to have some more open looks with Embiid playing. So I think he's, he's fine. Harris has been pretty consistent. He really has. He's been rebounding the ball at a nice rate. Um, I think he's a solid play. I have no issue going to Harris. Maxi a little bit more boomer bust. Um, we saw him in the first half. I think he had like five fancy points, and he ended up finishing with 38. So a little bit of a lower floor with Maxi, I think, than Harris. But the ceiling is is there as well. So he's a little bit riskier, but uh, still obviously a viable tournament play. Now, Danny Green, it's going to be really interesting to see what the ownership here is. I'm still in just incredible pain from Chalk Danny Green shooting seven of nine from three. Just so, so much pain for this guy. So when I want to play Danny Green, it's like Jaron Jackson Jr. When I want to play Danny Green is when he's low owned. I have a feeling in this slate, he's going to be pretty popular. And if Danny Green shoots seven of nine from three again, so be it. I'm going to lose because... I know this is very much in the realm of possibilities. One of 10, two of six. And if a lot of the field is going to chase this most recent game, to be honest, I want absolutely none of Danny Green. So right now, I have a pretty good feeling he's going to be popular. And if that is the case, I'm full fading. I have no interest in him because he's going to be over-owned by the field. They're going to be overconfident. And we know Danny Green can hurt you. So like I said, when I want to play Green is when he's low-owned. I do not want to play chalk Danny Green if he, in fact, is going to be chalk, again, I have no interest in that. If he shoots 80% from three again and beats me, so be it. 
I'm willing to go down at the ship on the full fate of Danny Green if he's going to be popular. Um, as far as everyone else goes in Philly, so Paul Reed will get the backup five run. He played 12 minutes last game. I mean, can he get you like 15 fancy points in like 10 minutes or so? It, it's possible, but it, it's hard to feel good about that. Jordan was a DNP. Um, Yang barely played. He only played nine minutes. Um, the guy that got a little bit of a bump was Korkmaz. Um, or not Korkmaz, sorry. It was Stiebel. A minutes bump, that is. Uh, played 20 minutes. I mean, he's one of their better defenders. 21 and 20 minutes now in back-to-back games. It's not fun, but he's going to be in the rotation. If we get 20 minutes of Thibel, could he get you like 10 to 15 fantasy points? Yeah, it's again, it's possible. So at 3-1, if I had to take a shot in someone, it probably would be him. Um, I just, Milton played nine minutes. Korkmaz played a bit two at three, two. He played six minutes. If like, so for example, if Danny Green really struggles shooting, you could see a guy like Korkmaz or, um, Shake Milton benefit because this was the game that Danny Green shot one of 10 and Korkmaz got extended and was actually in the closing lineup until that game blew out. He played 18 minutes. So in a large field tournament, can you take a shot in Korkmaz and hope Danny Green struggles? Yeah. Um, but it's, you're not going to feel good about that at all. So that is going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. Again, if you do enjoy the YouTube videos, the, the DraftKings, the Super Draft videos, the Prize Picks videos, just make sure to like uh, the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell. Those things do help me out a ton. Um, but other than that, enjoy your night, guys. Uh, let's see if we can keep this hot streak going, and I'll see you all in the next one.